The following podcast may contain some adult language. You've been warned. Those of you who got an invite, welcome to NerdProm. <laughs> no matter where in the world you are, we're all NERDS International. With the hyphen. Welcome to Finding the Narrative, a Genesis RPG podcast. This is a show dedicated to the Genesis role-playing system from Fantasy Flight Games, a show in which we, your hosts, discuss all things Genesis from both the player's and a GM's perspective. I am Tony Fanning, and with me as always is my good friend and co-host Chris Holmes. How you doing, homie? <laughs> a little bit disturbed after what we what you just told me about your <laughs> role-playing experience today. Yeah. But, um, I, uh, I'm doing pretty good, man. Doing pretty good. I um, actually I ran the Pathfinder two playtest last night for oh. my Saturday night group, and yeah, it was. It was fun. Pathfinder, wasn't it? It was Pathfinder <laughs> for sure. It took us about two hours to make characters. Yes, Jim, you were not wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're probably gonna try it again, but you know, we'll see. Yeah, we'll and as I was telling you, I ran Star Wars at my friendly local game store today, and we didn't have any kids around, so we had adult time. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said, right? <laughs> yep. Don't think yep. I have to go to any more details there. Yep. People's um, imaginations went where it normally does when there's no kids around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, um, so yeah, so beyond that, news this week, the Legend of the Five Rings beginner game came out on Thursday, was released. Um, yeah, that's not Genesis-related news, because we don't have any. Kind of. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, and Tony, you said you picked that up. Took a quick look at it. We were looking at the character sheets on it a little bit. Looks pretty cool. Yeah, looks good. Looks like it's going to be a fun game to play. Um I uh, I'm not gonna read it. I'm gonna play it first. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, yeah, no, I. Uh, it seems like coming out of Gen Con that uh, Fantasy Flight didn't uh, didn't uh, provide a tremendous amount of role playing game uh, news. Period, except for uh, their uh, L5R stuff. But then, just two days ago, they announced. Uh, the Clone Wars supplement coming for Star Wars. Oh, yes. So it looks like they're just going to trickle role-playing stuff to us a little bit at a time, not have big press mm-hmm. releases about it, which I'm okay with. Mm-hmm. So. Now, you were just telling me that they are working on the current setting that they're yeah. working on for Genesis is, is Android, which is what we kind of all kind of thought and hoped and prayed. And so because of that, we picked a theme for today's show. Ooh. Um and not a very, you know, not my very pithy titles like I normally have. It's just mm-hmm. Hacking 101. We're going to go over Perfect. the hacking rules. And uh, probably uh, we're going to touch on some of the Android stuff coming down the pipe. Yeah. Yep. All right. Yeah, so that's about all for the news right now. All right. So uh, feedback-wise, um, we got a little bit. Cool. So uh, we'll start with uh, 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 from Facebook. Um 
from Giacomo Lecky. Uh, he sends, hi, found your podcast, liked it quite a bit. I'm slowly moving through the episodes, got to number six now. I had a question for you guys. In your examples and scenarios, you often upgrade slash add a red die due to situational concerns. Something that I really like, but am com- uh, but not completely li- in line with Raw uh, and, and from the core book. The core book says that upgrades come strictly from mechanical effects. How do you decide when to give an upgrade to a red die and when to give a setback instead? Uh, beside oppose, besides opposed checks, obviously. Thanks. Well, uh, Giacomo, um, <clears throat> I, I sent him a response. Um, mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, follow the rules. Go by raw. But there are times when it just an autograde, an automated, automatic upgrade is necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris, yeah. what is what is your rule of thumb for that, dude? For an automatic uh, automatic upgrade would be something that would be, well, first of all, if it would be cool in the situation, whether a, when a despair comes up, whether it would be pretty cool. Um, when it would be cool, or when it would be pretty probable. Pretty that probable. Something, like if yeah. Like I mean, if somebody's has a chance of falling, and they're falling to their death. Like if they're, you know, I mean, if there is a serious, I mean, nine times out of 10, you know, you're not going to make your players roll if there's no consequence for failure. If there is a consequence of failure, you'll have them roll. But if there is a severely deadly consequence for failure, that's when I would provide an automatic upgrade. Right. Especially when you're running rule of thumb. And especially when you're running like a survival horror game. Um, Yes. Where a lot of times that upgrade is going to come, it, it doesn't have to come through the point of a, a story point or through uh, a rolled despair or a rolled uh, triumph from a previous role. Mm-hmm. You could just say the 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 <clears throat> consequences of failing this role require that mm-hmm. I throw one upgrade in here. Yeah, automatically. I mean, if you have, if you want to, I mean, here's here's a here's a here's an example. You have a you want to make a check. For say you, you're a gymnast on a balance beam, and you want your character to make a check for that, you'd roll, right? Um, now you uh, now f- where I would do an automatic upgrade is if that gymnast had a lava pit below the <laughs> balance beam. <laughs> you know, extreme gymnastics. <laughs> extreme gymnastics. Yeah, I mean, hopefully none of our kids are in that situation, but but if your little halfling thief or rouge type of rogue is um, crossing a, you know, needs to make a balance check across a lava pit, you know what? Throw an upgrade. Upgrade yeah. that sucker. And where, where I get this example from is from, in the rules, it says right into, when you're firing into a melee, and you one. have... Uh, both engaged enemies and engaged uh, friendlies in the mm-hmm. same melee, and you're firing into that with any kind of ranged attack, spell or otherwise. Yep. Uh, you automatic. It's it's in the rules. You automatically upgrade one of those dice because mm-hmm. if you miss, you will hit a friend. Right. That is that is kind of hard coded in there. So 
that means that there's an automatic upgrade because there's an automatic reason for a, f- uh, a, a despair. Uh, so, if so that you, is, said, you said if they miss, but you mean if the despair comes up, you would right, have sorry. Okay. If the okay. despair, right, sorry. If the despair is rolled, yes. then they're, they're going to do damage to a friendly. That's right. um, so there's an automatic reason for despair. There's mm-hmm. an automatic reason to upgrade. You don't have to waste your story points as a GM to do so. Just right. do it. <laughs> I would I would probably spend another one. I would the rest spend of the, one. <laughs> yeah, and then the rest of the time, the, um, spend them willy nilly. Uh, there's nothing like automatic upgrading and then turning around and spending a story point and watching it go up twice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> doesn't um, suck. That's true. Then, and then set back dice like you wouldn't believe. I I had a I had a player roll today. Um, we threw the uh, maximum four. Uh, setback dice or boost dice out the window today. I told him, I said, I'm tired of this rule. Um, I'm getting rid of it. <laughs> so um, we had a player that rolled uh, in one roll. He had three boost dice and uh, six setback dice. <laughs> what the heck? That's awesome. <laughs> his, his, his dice pool started out with three green and two purple. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> And when, him, I, I, and when him and I were done with it, it, it had every color in the rainbow. <laughs> That's awesome. And it only took us a couple seconds to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, I do remember I do remember you um, throwing one of those automatic upgrades on my sniper that was on top of a log pile that mm-hmm. was bundled together, and I was being shot at, and the log pile started going over. And you're like, well, this is going to be a hard check, and I'm going to automatically upgrade. And I'm like, as you should, <laughs> because I could be crushed. <laughs> you <laughs> you can be crushed to death under mm-hmm. these giant rosier trees on because we're on Kashyyyk, right. and uh, and the big trees are like uh, ten feet in diameter. Mm-hmm. They're huge. Um, so and then, and then you being the um, GM that you were, you uh, flipped the story point too, or flipped the destiny well, point. I think it gave me two reds. So. Woo-hoo. Yeah, but you surfed those logs like it was no tomorrow. There's that. <laughs> <laughs> there is that. All right, so uh, thank you for the letter, Giacomo. Yeah, uh, thank you, man. Hopefully that helped. Yeah. And then um, the other piece that I picked today, uh, we got from Makiwa. Yeah. Uh, from Jay Makiwa. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says some French stuff. Um <laughs> Uh, it's uh, oh, yeah, c'est moi. I think that's what that is. C'est moi. That's what that is. Yeah. Sure. It's me. I'm famous now. Thanks, you guys. Your review really warmed my heart. I'm really happy that you liked my supplement. Uh, by the way, I'm a dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the you know the profile pic was of a woman, I believe. I hope it was. I think it was. You know, so you don't know, but that's a, it's and, all good. But you know what? That that's a it's a great supplement. Keep up the good work, um, Makiwa. That was that was awesome. It was an awesome supplement. And you're famous again. <laughs> I mentioned you twice. Yeah. <laughs> to all well, the tens of know. listeners out there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we're going to step on over into our uh, our second edition of our new show segment. Are you yeah. ready? Oh, I'm ready. I got a special one for you. All right. Let's do it.
right, this show segment is called 50 Pieces of Awesome. This is where Chris goes onto the interwebs, uses his Google Foo, mm-hmm. and finds something cool to share with me and you. So mm-hmm. what'd you find for us, Chris? All right, on my search of all of the interwebs that are out there, mm. went to the dark net. Oh, and, no. you, and you made it back. I made it back, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> now, so what I found is a... D&D 5e style Tiernoth character sheet by Drainsmith. And you all can find this up on the Fantasy Flight um, f- uh, gaming forums for uh, for uh, Genesis in the okay. list of list of resources. And you know, this, these, these look like the 5th edition character sheets. And you know, me being the DM that I am and still love playing D&D, this is great. This is great stuff. It yep. looks the layout is awesome. Um, you know, we have. If anybody's familiar with the fifth edition um, character sheets, um, one of the things that I liked about this was they were able to, and I'm sure Tony will appreciate this. Two pages only. Yay! Mm, yay! So fit everything <laughs> on page one, and then page two is a talents pyramid. Yeah. Um, got. I mean, even got a space for the heroic ability in the middle. Um, the critical injuries, so sweet. You know, so if anybody's familiar with the fifth edition stuff, you have your death saves and the checkboxes. Mm-hmm. Well, we have critical injuries in up to four different circles because critical injuries can be up to four levels, right? Yep. Um, the range in melee defense has a nice shield as a background. Um, the strength, flaw, desire, and fears are in the place where the background traits were so you know it's pretty cool um and then we have let me see yeah and then the skills are there i mean you could check the the circle for being the um what do you call it for being a career skill and then Mm -hmm. you can put the number of ranks in there that you have um it's all very cool very cool yeah and i would also like to give a Honorable mention. Ooh, two for the price of one. Two for the price of one, everybody. There is a Genesis <laughs> Realms character sheet made by Simon Retold um, out there. And that is the same thing. Um, pretty close to the same thing. couple of slight differences, though. Um, I believe in his um, world um, setting, they have what's called a cast and calling. So you get four skills from your cast and four skills from your calling, making up your career. So that's kind of cool. Um, And then what he did is he ended up um, grouping the skills, which I kind of like this, um, with all your bronze skills. You have all the all your bronze skills next to it and and even boxes for the number of ranks that you can click in. Um, And again, the strength, flaw, desire, fears in the same spot. Um, total XP, unspent XP, and then two pages again. Mm-hmm. Tony <laughs> with the talent, with the talent pyramid talent on the second sheet. So, so well done to you both. Any thoughts there, Tony, on these from you? Uh, no, I love the fact that they're as you said, two pages. So that that <laughs> that fits my aesthetic because mm-hmm. I I love to double side. And the, my reasoning for that is I love a double sided character sheet that yep. you give me one piece of paper, and yep. that's it. I because if you give me four pieces of paper for a character sheet, I'm gonna lose one. I'm that's gonna right. lose one. Um. So, mm-hmm. uh, I 
and I do really like the the grouping on the skills on the second one. I thought it was kind of neat that he uh, changed the uh, um, uh, wounds and strain oh, to pain and fatigue. That's that was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah, like you that. could totally rename the you know. Oh, you're going to take two fatigue on that, and 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 it's it's the same mechanics as Genesis. You just renamed it. That's mm-hmm. so very cool. I like it. Yeah. Well done. So, so to yeah. both Mr. Simon Retold and to Drain Smith, we award you fifty pieces of awesome. Good job, guys. Ooh, yeah, excellent. All right, I got to start finding the coffers for more pieces of awesome, dude. Yeah, it's getting low. <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, right. you know, we can get uh, maybe we can start raising the taxes. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. All right, <laughs> on to the next one. All right, everybody, welcome back. We're at the Book of Genesis now. Uh-huh. You're getting better at that, buddy. I am, a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so open up your book of Genesis, everyone, to page 232. Yes, we're going to go over the hacking rules. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is, um, I played a couple hacking characters, sorry, slicers, in, um, what do you call it, in uh, Star Wars, and uh, looking forward to the Cyphers and Mass book to come out (laughs) as well. Um, so yeah. I've got a feeling it's going to enhance that that play there for uh, for those kind of characters too. So I think so too. Um, <clears throat> they may rehash some of the hacking rules that were in somewhere else, but um, we'll see. Maybe they'll mm-hmm. add more to it. So yeah. let's see here. So we're talking hacking. What is what is hacking? What are we talking about here? Well, it's dram- it's dramatized. That's dramatized, dramatized, whatever you want to put. Dramatized. Uh, Electronic warfare. (laughs) It's presented in a way that's more of a duel between master technologists than anything Mm -hmm. else. Uh, It isn't exactly how it works in real life. It's not some dude sitting in his basement in his underwear, um, you know, eating Cheetos uh, type, you know, uh, computer viruses for hours on end and then laughing as he releases them onto the dark web. Um, That's right. It's uh, it's more along the lines of, you know, picture the movie Hackers. You know, it's that kind of stylized, Mm -hmm. um, ooh, there's there's an actual virtual space and we're going to mentally go in there and fight. Um, So it's, it's run like a, uh, it's run like a structured encounter, just like mm-hmm. combat, um, yep. because it is basically a duel between two master mm-hmm. hackers. Mm-hmm. Now, those of you out there thinking about various different dueling systems, because this is a duel between two master hackers, this is a great template to think about for if you're doing a gunslinger tile type dueling or samurai type dueling Ooh. or or two mech warriors going toe to toe in the arena on Solaris seven type, uh, <laughs> dueling. Take a look at these. It might help you. All right. Excellent. Sorry. I had to put that note in there because I was going to forget it if I didn't put it right away. Hey, excellent. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. <clears throat> so yeah. Uh, so the encounter, it's a structured encounter. So it's encounter structure is just like, just like combat. So you could run, 
which was really which is really cool because if, if if I go back to my first experiences with um, a cyberpunk style game where you have hacking, I go back to Cyberpunk 2020, okay. where yeah, hacking was not something you could do with the party, mm-hmm. and you couldn't have your hacker hacking while your party is doing something. It just didn't work, right? Because hacking was done in nanoseconds, and okay. uh, and everything else happened in regular time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was one of the uh, that was one of the complaints my um, my hackmaster group had with the system Shadowrun was mm-hmm. that when they tried that out, I wasn't I wasn't in the group at the time. I was still living in Florida, but um, they were telling I was talking to them about it, and that was one of the things that it was hard hard to wrestle when you had your hacker your hacker doing something, or I guess they're called deckers in mm-hmm. um, in uh, Shadowrun. Doing that, everybody else is like, blah, blah, blah. all the other players are like, okay, so what do we do? You know what I mean? Right. So, <clears throat> so and, and and same thing with Cyberpunk 2020. You had your Netrunner, who, if okay. you were playing a Netrunner, you never were a part of the group. You always were doing your own thing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then the GM had to do special encounters just for you. You basically, you played with the party through social situations, and then you sat on your ass and read a book while they went through combat. And then your GM pulled you aside and did all your freaking net running. And mm-hmm. <laughs> it, was, it was not really well done. With Genesis... It's integrated, so you can integrate it right into a structured encounter. You want your your hacker hacking while your party is infiltrating somewhere? Mm-hmm. Perfect. It works. You yeah. just run the initiative for all of them at the same time. Yeah, I'm, it makes me think of the um, the Mission Impossible movies. You know, with Tom mm-hmm. with Tom Cruise. You know, they got the the guy in the van. You know, Simon Pegg. Um, mm-hmm. in the van. Um, you know, doing his hacking thing. Oh no, or Vin Ving Rhames was the big hacker dude in yeah. there and um and then they're doing the rest of this stuff at the same time yeah totally <clears throat> yep yep and uh so they can uh yeah so you everyone rolls initiative that you use the same um during hacking encounter uh call a character attempting to break into a computer the hacker and you call a ca- uh, the character actively working to protect the system the sysop or the system operator Correct. um so it just means, you know, when I write down my uh, initiative, I don't write down what enemies are what. I just write down enemy player. That's it. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> it, mm-hmm. it, I don't bother with uh, that. But yeah, they they label them as hacker and sysop uh, for the purpose of who can do the actions and whatnot. That's right. Um, but you just roll. You roll initiative normally um, mm-hmm. with the hackers. If you have hackers that are. Um, fighting each other in the hacking encounter while regular things are going on, you can have them roll their computers for initiative if you'd like. Oh, that's cool. That's a good yeah. idea. I like that. So, um, Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yep. So well, what's that, next? Well, what would be next is um, how are we going to hack into the system? Well, the first thing the hacker does is you need to get a link you need to make sure you have a link to the computer system you're going to be hacking this could be some it could be like your hardware it could be some sort of um wi-fi device it could be a um little um 
what do you call it, a little cord coming out of the back of your head like Johnny Mnemonic <laughs> and plugging into a computer system or something along those lines. And mm. in order to get the, in order to start the hacking, you you basically have to, you have to access the system first. I like how they break this down where the first thing you have to do is hacking it. You have to access the system, get through a system security in some way. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And that would okay. be like an action to do called access the system on page 233. <laughs> <clears throat> right. So, yeah, we have, um, we have uh, a, a list of actions that you can do here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have a list of actions that both the player or the, or the GM can do, uh, the sysop, so yep. to speak, yep. uh, can do. Um, so let's kind of go through those. Uh, you sure. said uh, you started with access systems. So how does that work? So accessing the system, you would it's it's only available to the hacker, mm-hmm. and obviously it would make a computer's check. And on page um, two thirty two, table three two dash mm. twenty, called system security, that would it looks I think that was that's your initial check for just getting into the system to start doing things. And it goes it's everything from. Um, up, if you know the passcode, it's just a simple check. You don't really, I mean, you could roll, but it's a simple check. Um, a small business server is average. A military server would be daunting. Um, the, you know, intelligence agency server, like, you know, at Langley and the CIA would be formidable. Um, so that would be your accessing the system. Okay. So, uh, if I access the system and find out there is no sysop and there is no defensive software there, this is it. This is where it stops. This is where the encounter ends, right? No, 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 no. Because <laughs> you're just inside of the system. You have to figure oh. out what's actually in there. Ah. So once you've accessed the system, then you know what commands are available and what um, other programs and things might be available. So you might be able to go to, I don't know, video cameras. Mm-hmm. Unlock doors, those kinds of things. Gotcha, gotcha. So basically, on your first round of combat, quote unquote, hacking combat, your hacking mm-hmm. encounter, you would, you know, you would make this roll. This would be the first thing you do. Okay. All right. What's so the then we have here. Uh, next, we have override the security program. Its difficulty is an average computer's check. Um, it's available to the hacker, and it's once the hacker successfully performed an access system action, certain parts of the system may still be protected by security programs, individual programs. You can uh, override those uh, to get into various different areas. Let's say, okay, yeah, the um, no different than how you have files on your computer. Any 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 man who's ever had a shared computer with his family eventually learns how to password protect a certain folder. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, no, just kidding. Um, what the four letter for folder that rhymes with, <laughs> that, that rhymes with right on <laughs> Tron or Tron? Oh. <laughs> Anyhow, no, yeah, no. With torn. You're, Right. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, you have um, you're going to have uh, security programs that need to be bypassed and, and overridden, mm-hmm. and so this is an action that the hacker can take to get past a specific firewall of some kind or another, and it's usually just two purple difficulty. Mm-hmm. So, but what's interesting about this? 
Yeah, page... we're going to get there. Oh, okay. go for it. Go for <laughs> it. Talk about 233. 233 or 230. Well, 235, uh, actually. Sample security programs on page 235. Yep. Mm-hmm. And for yep. instance, we've all heard that term before. Um, if you've watched any technical program, even though nine times out of ten they probably don't use it right. But still, it's Hollywood and we don't blame them for it at all. Um, but the firewalls would have a program. It looks like their example here, they have a program strength of three. Mm-hmm. Um, and if the... Um, so what they have here is they have an effect. If the character attempts to override the program and they fail, they're unable to access that portion that the firewall protects. So you may put a firewall in front of, say, a database that you may Mm -hmm. search. Um, If you can't get through the firewall, then you can't get to the database, for instance. And there are other examples here as well. Okay. Well, cool. Yeah, man. All right. So, yeah. And then, you know, and then also... At the bottom of that um, mm-hmm. override security program action, if the hacker succeeds, the program shuts down and cannot be reactivated until the end of the hacker's next turn. Mm-hmm. Hackers can spend advantage and threat or advantage and triumph to keep the program shut down longer and completely or completely disabling it. Um, and that's, you know, according, there is a chart that uh, yep. describes that on page uh, 234. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty cool. These are kind of neat. So what's next? So what's next would be an action, our sysop, or the person, the hacker that's defending the the um what do you call it, the uh, the um computer. the system. Yeah, that's yeah the system. <laughs> He's protecting the system, and this will be an opposed computer's check. So once the sysop knows the system is being hacked, then they need to find out where the hack is, and this action is called a trace user. Now, this is kind of cool. They won't be able to pinpoint, if they succeed, they won't be able to pinpoint where the hack is coming from right away, but you have various levels of getting this trace information. Um, And the more traces you get, the um, the closer you you get to the exact location of where the hacker is, and that's mm. that's actually described in the sidebar. This two thirty three. Yeah, this reminds me of that. Like I said, that scene in the movie Hackers where they're trying to run the trace on them, and mm-hmm. oh, they traced them to Calcutta. Oh, and then now they're in Bangkok, and oh, now they're in Hong Kong, and and eventually, yep. oh, they're rerouted through a server in New York. It's subway. Blah blah blah. Oh, there we go. We found them. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And um, so, yeah, so this is this is um, what the sysop can do to okay. try and find them out. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's what see. What do we have here? Oh, the big one. Lockout. Mm. Uh, it's a difficulty is formidable computers check. That is five purple difficulty. Yeah. Um, and it's available to the sysop. Mm-hmm. Since the sysop has direct control over the system, they can lock out any user mm-hmm. at any time, as long as they can find the user and give them the boot. So yes. once aware of a hacker's presence, the sysop can make a formidable computer's check. 
If successful, the hacker loses access to the system. At the GM's discretion, they may be able to regain access. Either if I, in my case, I've had that happen before, and I had to had the character had to go find a new terminal because the terminal they were at was pegged. Like that one, nice. <laughs> yeah. So they had to go find a new terminal, which yeah, uh, that that mm-hmm. that leads to them, you know, having to run through that firefight that their friends are have been doing while they were busy typing away in in cyber war in space. <laughs> yep. Yep. Right. And the and the very last sentence for the lockout action is very important mm-hmm. because you can reduce the difficulty of a lockout once for every successful trace you have against a hacker to a minimum, to a minimum of, of one. Yep, right. To a yep. minimum of one. Yep. So That'll that's be very where important to keep track of. Yeah. Yep. Keep track of how many traces you run on them. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, that's, that's simple. It's elegant. It's great. It really is. Got, and, and this table right above it, it gives you a way of reducing those tra- traces on the hacker side and on the sysop side to add more traces. You know what I mean? So it's fairly elegant. Yeah, okay. pretty cool. Um, and we not only do we have actions that our mm-hmm. players can take, but they also, as in regular combat, they have maneuvers too. Exactly. And again, now remember, maneuvers, they don't you don't have to do a check to do these things. Right. So, um, the so the enact command is one, and it's, it's available to both the hacker and the sysop. Okay. Um, and these this allows the character to do things within the system once they access it. So, once you are beyond that firewall, I've gotten through that firewall to the security cameras. You could just say, "All right, I want to loop loop the footage in this corridor and in this um, elevator, so that when my dudes come in." You know, the um, the uh, security guys down at the front desk won't notice, for instance. And that's no check, because you've already got into the system, and this is just one of the things you want to do in there. Mm, nice. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Okay. And then just and then for that, it's, you know, when you do an enact command, you should only allow the player and the character to perform basically a single command. So you wouldn't want to allow them when one maneuver to um, loop the... F- the camera footage and then um, open up these unlock these doors over here you know you would say okay well it'll take you too strain to do to open up the security doors you know because you need to spend a second maneuver to do that sure so awesome and there might be tra- there might be talents out there I haven't really looked at I don't didn't really see a whole lot of them but maybe there's some tra- some talents in the expanded book that the guys pulled over from Star Wars that will allow you to do a maneuver as an incidental, you know, one of these maybe an act command as an incidental or something. So nice. Yep. Yeah, I typed 182 words per second. So well done, man, well yeah. done, Tony. You're, so you're so awesome. th- therefore, I get two maneuvers <laughs> <laughs> as a free exactly. action. <laughs> uh, no, next uh, we have uh, Activate Programs. It's available, again, to both the hacker and the sysop. And its description here is that characters use this maneuver to activate or reactivate security programs, as well as any other programs that to help or hinder in the hacking process. So, yeah. um, and you can have, I mean, if you really have a lot of 
depth in the hacking in your system. Like I said, with Cyberpunk 2020, there were so many programs. What they had, ICE programs, as they called it. Okay. And there were attack programs. And there was an entire book that was just programs that you could get for your deck. uh, For your net net deck. And so Mm. if you want to make... And, and and we'll talk about this later when we talk about uh, uh, our setting the tone. Um, there is uh, there is hints out there uh, on the interwebs that you can use to help you with that if you're going to be creating that stuff. So, mm-hmm. and then keep it like Tony said. Keep in mind though, when you are um, creating these hacking encounters for your hacker in the group, um, keep in mind how long that may take, and if and when you want to integrate it into like a combat situation to pull all the players in together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So then we go again. We mentioned here on page 235, we have the security programs and it lists mm-hmm. several of them. Yep. Um, we went over the firewall. Do you want to go over any of the others or because? Um, yeah. I mean, there's, there's, yeah, we'll go over a couple of the other ones. The other one is like a sentry. Um, um and those would be spotting, you know, th- maybe programs that um, <coughs> stop you from accessing restricted parts of a server. Um, those are uh, program strength of two. Um, let's see, a gate are authentication programs. If you have the right credentials, then you can let them pass. If not, then you get booted out of the system. Mm-hmm. And then there's this gate, a pop-up, a version of the gate. It's universally revealed marketing gimmick. <laughs> See, this is kind of cool, actually. It's <laughs> pretty neat. <laughs> so the gate, it's a pop-up. A um, oh. version of a gate is a universally revealed marketing gimmick, not a true security program. It won't stop access to a server, but it is annoying. <clears throat> yeah. If a computer, if a character attempts to override this program and fails, they suffer too strain. Because they feel the fleeting compulsion to buy a new vehicle or invest in a suspected weight loss plan. That is freaking awesome. For some reason. (laughs) Okay. When I read that, Mm -hmm. I thought, you ever watched the Chappelle show? I have not in so long. Way way back when Dave Chappelle did the skin. Yeah. Yeah. He did this sketch on what if the internet was a real place. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. And like as he's walking, so it, it he made it like a mall. And he's, he's walking <laughs> into the mall. There's just people that would pop up out of nowhere and go, "Hey, buddy! Hey, buddy! You want a bigger penis? Hey, buddy! <laughs> Damn pop-ups!" <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That is funny. <laughs> And we had there was one hack that we did um, when I was it was a long time ago, back on the old Unix system, everybody, <laughs> on the SGI system at that. If anybody's watched Jurassic Park, right, the first movie. Anyways, um, there was this little pop up, or this little program that could come up, and it's two of these eyes. They call it's called X eyes, and they follow your mouse pointer, and it just pops up in a corner, right. Mm-hmm. Well, if you throw like a thousand of these on somebody's display, it's trying to render all these eyes following your freaking, um, what do you call it, your mouse pointer, and it's like bogging down your system. 
<laughs> so we would do that to each other every once in a while. Uh, so there you go. There's a um, suggested hack to um, for your sysop to go against a hacker, or your hacker to throw those up against your sysop, everybody. There you go. Nice. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, we have, uh, like I said, on 234, we skipped over a little bit, but it talks about it here on page 235. Spending advantage, mm-hmm. uh, threat, triumph, uh, despair. Yeah. Was there some cool ones that you thought you wanted to cover? Well, I read I, I read these the other day. Um, <laughs> I do like I do like the um, and everybody on the internet is either you now everybody admit you may have done this or you've most definitely had it done to you trolling <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah character takes if so you can spend three strain or three three advantage or a triumph the character takes a few moments to mock their opponent inflict three strain on the other user <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it, it takes three advantage or a triumph to activate that that's great <laughs> <laughs> i think that yeah that's that's a pretty good one that's yep. a pretty good one um Leaving like a permanent back door in the system, that's kind of cool, so that you could come back later. Um, and it's only and it's only an easy check next time you come back into the system. That's that's like straight out of straight out of war games, man, from the eighties, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. uh, I liked. Uh, I know you. <laughs> that's, that's a good hacker one. only. The yeah. sysops on the system recognizes the hacker style. Oh yeah, dude. And the next time you successfully uh, use the trace user action, they successfully trace the user, the hacker, one additional time. That, that is cool. when a hacker when a hacker rolls to threat or a despair. Yes. I love that one. That was like, ooh, because I like the idea of a signature style as a hacker. Mm-hmm. I so. think there's a talent for that, actually. Yeah. To be honest, there I think there is one. We'll have to look that up. I okay. do like I do like the despair called wrong person. This is mm-hmm. if the sysops rolls a despair now. Mm-hmm. They will um, if they trace the hacker and they get one crucial element of the hacker's identity completely wrong. That could be so much fun, man. For a, for a GM to um, to throw out there. Oh yeah. Or even the player at that. You know, the wrong name and apartment number. The exact location. I mean, come on. I mean, it would be great. No, ma'am. I am a, a, a no officer. I am a meat popsicle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah and then there's good. there's also this one. This might be for our um, the <laughs> online distractions. Mm. Yeah, that's you and I. That's period. Good, well, yeah. I mean, it's like when I'm looking for the fifty pieces of awesome, man. Um, mm-hmm. You know, user gets too conf- too focused on the online world. Mm-hmm. Add two setback die to any non-computer checks. Mm-hmm. He goes down the rabbit hole. Yeah, he just starts like, oh wow, I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I went on. I went on the internet to look up shoes, and now I'm like seven hours later, and I I ordered a, a ski. I ordered some skis. <laughs> and for some reason, I have like five bases on this other moon. I don't even know what game I'm playing. <laughs> That's good stuff. All right. Okay, so uh, then last uh, but not least, it's got a little bit here on preparing the hacking opposition. Mm-hmm. So 
Opposition and hacking encounters generally falls into two categories. You get the security of the system itself and the protection of the associated characters providing to provide it. We've already discussed the first type of opposition in the form of difficulty and the existence of the security programs, the difficulty of such and such. But preparing NPC opposition for hacking encounters works largely in the same manner as making other NPCs. However, the PCs are unlikely to encounter sysops in person. They only You only need to have the basest of characteristics for your sysops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, their computer skills, their initiative skills, and maybe a couple of uh, their, their base characteristics. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, completely. You don't need anything else. Mm-hmm. And I so. mean, it depends. I mean, the only the only other thing you would probably want, if you were thinking of this being more of a um, combat encounter where the hacking is going on simultaneously, you'll want to build that into the encounter as well, right? Mm-hmm. You know, thinking about you know if they have if there's a possibility the sysops person wherever they're working at, if that facility or department is able to send a I don't know, quick response team to go find the hacker's location, you know, to quickly go to that location. You may, you'll want to stat out those people, mm-hmm. you know, but that's kind of building up the whole encounter there anyway. So, but yeah, for the most part, you pretty much just need the intellect and the computer skill for the sysops guy. That's about end strain because apparently you can mock them and troll them yeah, <laughs> and cause strain oh, yeah. to them. <laughs> yeah. They're strain. Uh, their social stats, I don't even think you need really any agility or uh, brawn or anything like that. No. Just you might want cunning. Um, you might want cunning, cunning intellect. Cunning and deception. Cunning and deception, probably. Yeah. Um, deception might be Willpower. another. Willpower. Willpower. Yeah, that's true. That could be another another good one. You really um, only need the three stats. You really only need, you need their cunning, their intellect, and their willpower. Cool. You don't need their presence. Um, yeah, you don't and, need their agility, and mm-hmm. you don't really need their... Uh, their uh, brawn, brawn for right. You just and need it, those three, yeah. And then you need their whatever skills. skills, right? Um, and you know, I mean, you could you could throw in something like I don't know, you like deception, like I said, maybe a social skill if they were if you would happen to do some sort of voice, mm-hmm. you know, or video of the other person. Um, maybe piloting if the sysops or the hacker or if the sysops person is controlling a drone ah you know gotcha i mean that might be another thing you could think of um you might want to do driving that kind of goes into the same spot if you want them to if if driving is the skill for driving hover cars or regular automated cars around Mm -hmm. if that's the thing i don't know i'm just spitballing here no it's all good maybe a knowledge skill maybe maybe a knowledge skill if there's a um if during a certain setting, I don't know, um, you might want to throw in there. But, you know, however in-depth you want to make it. Yeah, but there's no need to come out with a full-fledged NPC. True. Very true. Right. So that's, you know, we go to the next page and, hey, we start a new section. So that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty It's pretty cool. I like it's it. Simple. You know? It's elegant. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and like we said, you can easily integrate this into a complete, like either even a social encounter. Mm-hmm. You know, this could be these they could be going on in a 
in a different a different part of the uh, the system, you know. Um, might be controlling the environmental system, making the room warmer. Could put strain on the people during a social encounter or something, you know what I mean? Or your group is trying to uh, negotiate with a crime lord to get a specific information and, and you're hacking his finances there you while, go. That, while they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Absolutely. Your mind is your only limitation there. Mm-hmm. You can go with it, like we say. Cool, man. All right, so... Well, what are we going to do for setting the tone? All right. So here in setting the tone, this is where we usually will take uh, our today's topic and we will put it into the settings that we're working on. However, Chris and I aren't really working on settings that use any... Hacking. Dude, dude, I have a I have a I have a Hobbit hacker concept who's a <laughs> that I've been working on. <laughs> uh, hacking up cheese is not what I mean by hacking. Oh, that kind of hacking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but and mm-hmm. what we were originally gonna have, I don't know if I announced it in our last episode, but my buddy Dale uh, went to Gen Con mm-hmm. uh, and the there was a play test that went on there, an adventure that at Gen Con that you could get into that Fantasy Flight ran uh, for the, and, the upcoming Android setting. Cool. Uh, and we were going to have Dale on here to talk about it. Dale, unfortunately, is now, since he took vacation, he's now working nonstop and isn't available. <laughs> so, um, and then I was going to have him write up a small report on how it went. And yeah, homework? Yeah, Lord, and, and, and instead he, he sent me a, a, a three-sentence text. So <laughs> the text basically said, it's a play test, dude. What do you want me to say? <laughs> so um, what I found uh, for Chris and I to go over is I found the – it was posted on Facebook on the Genesis uh, group over there, which is a great group, by the way. It was posted on there. Somebody had um, scans of all of the character sheets oh, from yeah. the adventure that they ran mm-hmm. called shadow of the beanstalk. And so we have those characters so we can glean a little bit of information from yeah. those, uh, and maybe figure out, um, some of this, maybe how this affects, you know, a, a, a setting oh. that has hacking as one of its primary, oh, yeah. um, things. And one of the first things I noticed, mm-hmm. uh, is the knowledge Knowledge, the net. The net, knowledge, skills. Yeah, let's go with these. So let's see what they got for skills here. They have the net, obviously Mm -hmm. linked to intelligence. That's cool. Society and science. have to do with, like, knowledge of, like, the net for them is very much like the net. Okay, Android and, therefore, the card game Netrunner are based on the old Artel Saurian game, Cyberpunk 2020, and their cyberspace. And their cyberspace was a it was a network, it was a world within the world. It was a separate it was a virtual space. Cool. Um so I'm guessing this is, you know, this is it's the freaking matrix, dude. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the other knowledge skills that they have, they have science and society. Yep. Yeah. Those are cool. Those are cool. 
Um, we got our standard five social skills, or yeah, mm-hmm. uh, five that we normally have: yep. charm, coercion, um, deception, leadership, and negotiation. Combat and then, skills. What do they have for combat skills? Brawl, melee, ranged is divided into light and heavy, which mm-hmm. makes sense. It's a modern setting. True. And then gunnery. The gunnery. Yeah, man. Yeah, nice. And, and then, then general skills. So I'm wondering why. So, you know, this is interesting. They divided computers into hacking and sysops. Yeah. So you focus on defensive or do you focus on offensive? That's kind of cool. And it looks like, doesn't look like they have a whole lot of the other skills either. Nope. So, yeah. So they took away some skills and they split this one up. That's not bad. There is driving. Yep, driving mechanics, mechanics mm-hmm. operating, piloting. Yep, yep. Yeah, but I did notice that too that the computers was divided uh, divided into two. You have hacking and sysops. That's yeah. cool. So yeah, you're offensive and defensive. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I do like that. That is pretty cool. So let me see. So we have six characters here, man. Yeah, we have uh, archetypes and careers that they have, and they have a whole bunch of new archetypes. Yeah. So we have what? Yeah. We have a clone is one. What's the next one? Yep. Uh, a natural. Probably a human, maybe. Yeah. Right? I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And then then we, have a, we have a cyborg. Awesome. Yeah. And then a Gmod, which is a genetically modified being, which is cool. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My favorite. Have, yeah. Your favorite is a loony. Yeah. What the hell, dude? What I don't know hell? what that is, but I want to play one. <laughs> yeah, you do. You and then, and then again, we have a, another natural. Another so I'm, na- I'm thinking your naturals are your base humans. I'm thinking so. so. Then we have yeah. careers. So this last, yeah. so I'm just going to go back up the other way. We have a okay. tech. So we have a tech, which looks like the career skills for a tech would be sysops, computer sysops, mechanics, mm-hmm. medicine, operating, piloting, brawl. And all of your knowledge skills, which for a nice. tech, for a tech, yeah, I could see that. Society, not so much, but you know, it is what it is. Okay, and then we have the con artist, <laughs> which is a new career, yeah. um, and uh, he's got for career skills, he's got coordination, skullduggery, stealth. Okay, then melee, range, light, mm-hmm. charm, not deception. Yeah. Negotiation. This is this is the perfect Tony character. I'm telling you. <laughs> yes, you're right. It is. You're right. Yeah, that's, that's your con artist. Yeah. And we have ooh, we have a bounty hunter. Sweet. So we have a discipline, driving, resilience, streetwise. That makes sense. Streetwise definitely makes sense. Oh yeah. Um, brawl, melee, ranged heavy, and coercion. Yeah, I can see. Oh my, yeah. I can see my. Bounty hunters just beating people up to get information out of them. Where right. the bounty is, most definitely. What else we got? Then we do? we got a roughneck. I'm guessing this is kind this of is your space uh, marine. It's got to be space, space marine. marine. Yeah. yeah, space marine or um, uh, mercenary. Uh, yeah. So yeah. they have athletics, mechanics, mm-hmm. operating, piloting, resilience, vigilance, ranged heavy, and gunnery. Cool. Yeah, that is cool. And then let's see, we have ooh, an ooh, an investigator. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Oh, this is nice. So the investigator <coughs> has computers hacking 
as a skill. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Perception. I'm thinking perception would probably be used. That and vigilance. That they have vigilance as a career skill. Skullduggery, streetwise. So I'm thinking between perception and vigilance, you can do those investigative checks, right? Mm-hmm. And we got range light, coercion. I could see that. Leadership. Yeah. And society, most definitely. That's cool. Right. Yeah, that's cool. And then the academic. Oh, yeah. Uh, Which is um, pretty much uh, from the core book, I think. It's pretty similar. Uh, You have discipline. You have medicine. Mm -hmm. You have melee, which was interesting. Uh, Leadership, negotiation, and then all of the knowledges. Uh, Science, society, and the net. Nice. So, yep. all really cool. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, these are just cool ass characters. All of them. Uh, they have some. They have some cool gear. Um, mm-hmm. They have this s- new section to them on the character sheet. Yes. What so, favors. That's cool. Given yep. favors and owed favors. Yep. Every character has either a given a or an owed favor or both. In the case of the investigator I'm looking at, he has a given small favor, and that is NAPD. I don't know what NAPD stands for, but I'm guessing something police, Some police department. department. Yep. Yep. His years of serving the NAPD mean that he can call on friends on the force for occasional help. Sweet. See years and, on the force talent. Yes, nice. and these are given by talents. So uh, it says here under the years on the force talent, uh, Harry regain, uh, gains range light as a career skill, and cool. and once per session, Harry may collect a small favor from a current or former member of the NAPD. Oh, New Angeles Police Department. That's what that stands for. There we go. Or, the, right. city, or the city government. Yeah. Yeah. So hmm. that is really uh, cool that we have this. Um, that's something that anyone can add to any of their modern um, mm-hmm. settings, favors. You could call it contacts, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so take, you know, take this as a cue mm-hmm. if you're creating yep. a modern setting. Yep. All yeah, right. Let me see. The other other favor. What was the other favor? Oh, yeah. So here's an example of an owed favor. Um, mm-hmm. This would be the, I'm looking at the Gmod Bounty Hunter. Um, okay. It would be a given um, oh, sorry, an owed favor, NAPD, the New Angeles Police Department. Tam has had a few run-ins with the law this in his time. Sergeant uh, Lana Hollis from the D-Base Decembray Precinct got <laughs> Tam out of a problem with a bounty, accused him of excessive force. Hollis scrubbed the accusation from the records, and now Tam, the, Tam knows he owes her and her friends at NAPD. So that feels a lot like Obligation from mm-hmm. Star Wars, which is kind of cool, dude. Yeah, and actually the Givens kind of feel almost like a little bit like a duty it from Star Wars. It does, actually, because the given is something that you are given, right? Yeah, it gets you something, and mm-hmm. the owed is something that you owe somebody that you have to get them. So, yeah. you know, kind of duty is kind of like a given favor, and... Obligation is kind of like an owed favor. That's cool. I didn't yeah. think of it that way until just now. That is interesting. That mm. is interesting. Yeah, your um, your Looney Con artist here, Vince, 
He has owed yeah. the organized crime. Oh, Big favor. Just... Yeah, a few years back, Vince ran the perfect con and ended up getting two whole floors of New Angeles retirement community to invest in a fake sports betting scheme. <laughs> Unfortunately, one of the elderly, elderly gentlemen who lost thousands of credits was the grandfather of Max Botella, an infamous enforcer in the Los Scorpiones uh, gang. Uh, Vince paid for every credit he stole to every one of his victims. Paid back every credit he stole to every one of his victims, which is why he's not dead. But Max made it clear that Vince owes him big time. <laughs> That's fucking great. <laughs> that is freaking cool. Uh, yeah. Oh, I love these characters. They're great. Oh my gosh! And you know what? I just looked at these talents. Mm-hmm. You know? Did you see the talent that Vince has? The third one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the customer service experience. Customer service experience. After Vince makes his charm check, he makes up for one strain to cancel a threat. That's fun. Well, you know, hey, I worked for seven. I worked at Seven Eleven and was a waiter and a mixologist for years. So maybe I'm maybe a tier two customer service. nice all right well the guys these things are out there on the internet um go out there and find them they're on the facebook page uh look them over they're cool uh they're Mm -hmm. good and even somebody even um took and wiped them clean and created a blank android character sheet and so you can play in the android setting long before they come out with the mm-hmm. stuff just i mean they have they have that that android um that there's an android um setting book that f that ffg has put out there probably this 50 60 bu- <laughs> <laughs> the worlds you're, of android you're showing it to me on skype dude <laughs> i am so freaking jealous <laughs> i should just sign over my paycheck to them there you go, guys. <laughs> it's a good book. Um, yeah, yeah it's full awesome. of cool art. So, all right, well, that's setting the tone. So let's move on over into our next show segment, the usual advantageous threats. Alright everybody, welcome to Advantageous Threats. And yeah, this is the part of the show when Tony and I throw a scenario at each other to GM, DM, call it what you will. Tonight it'll probably be GMing, right? Sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're not there's not uh, I think we picked ones both of us. Yeah. Looks like yeah. we did. In uh, both in modern settings or yours is a little futuristic. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, let's Let's do yours. Let's see what it is. Okay, so yes, my wife and I have been catching up on The Expanse. Which is a near future, hard sci-fi TV show. Really Mm -hmm. good. Yes, definitely. So my character, Leo Vash, he's a mechanic and a computers expert aboard a UNN ship called the Crippled Squalor. (laughs) That's cool. Thank you, Fallon, for that name. My daughter (laughs) gave me that name. Um... So, basically, Leo needs to stay undetected to send some evidence to the UN offices on Earth without anyone tracing it back to him. Um, and because this is 
it's wartime. They're out there in the space and needs needs to um, send this vital information through space in the middle of a wartime to get her done. Um, okay. So uh, that's going to make it for a very difficult, um, a very difficult check. More than likely daunting. Looking at the difficulties here. Just to mm-hmm. let you know there. Um, so Leo has an intellect of two. Not too bright, but he's a savant when it comes to computers. And has a computers of four. Okay. I'm going to get those dice out. And I was, gonna, I was saying daunting because Leo needs to potentially bounce the signal off of the military servers, potentially. I'm thinking, you know, looking at this table... On page two thirty two, I'm thinking it's a military server level level of um, access that he's going to need to break into. So this will be his basically his first check, or maybe we could do it all in one check to send this data. You know, depending. You know what I mean? Right. So um, for the for the purposes of advantageous threat. We're doing it all in one check. Yes, we will. <laughs> We're not going to be playing this out <laughs> in the multiple. We don't have a sysops person out there. I mean, if you want to play a game right now, buddy, I can. Let's get some people. Let's go. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> we should. Um, so, yeah. So, I have a two yellow, two green, four purple to start with. Um, so, what you do we go from have- here, man? Well, you said you have quite a bit of distance to cover with this signal, and how many times is it going to be repinged off of military, off of other ships? Um, That's a good question. You know, Handful, maybe a few. Yeah, I, I would say a setback die just for that because you could have uh, signal degradation. Dig- okay. Yeah, that rocks. I think that's the word. That I works was for me. I can't word today, so that works for me. Um, I'm you know I would like to get a boost die because he is u- using. His own computers. He's got okay. the right tool for the job, basically. Right. Um, think of it that way. Um, I don't think... So I was looking at talents that could potentially be used here in this situation where he may have, but I wasn't really thinking of anything. Of um, Really, the only thing would be maybe a knack for it <clears throat> would be one, but I don't think he would have that just yet. Okay. All right. So are you going to upgrade? I will upgrade because this is very, very vital info that could potentially change the war, maybe even end the war before oh. even gets really started. So okay, well, as as GM um, <laughs> in this situation, whether I upgrade would be dependent on how vital the information is for the other side whether they would care whether it gets out as much um so in this case um i'm gonna let you roll it as is well there is so there was one thing that i wanted to stress here was that there is that they are the ship is trying to be stealthy oh so that if the oh then there is a reason for despair yes there is a reason and this might even be a time to do the automated just the automatic despair or automatic upgrade Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then upgrade it again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, in fact, I did not know that, that the ship had to be in stealth. So, mm-hmm. yeah, let's automatically upgrade it once. And okay. then I will also spend. 
a story point mm-hmm. to magically upgrade it again. Okay. So there we go. So we have three yellow, a green, and a and a blue. Mm-hmm. Two red, two purple, and a black. All right, here we go, man. Come on, Leo. Leo, get the information there. Okay. Oh, boy. We have lots of failures. <laughs> no despairs, though. No despairs. But I do have one, two, three, four, five failures. One, two, three successes. So he, Leo fails. Okay. He fails well. with... Um, with one, two, I think he just, he fails with, um, he fails with two failures. No, no advantage, nothing? No advantage, oh, with one advantage, actually. Okay. All right, well, with this one advantage, I have an idea of what I'd like to do with it as GM. Perfect. Um, and that he knows why the message didn't get through. He knows why it didn't get through. Because the Mar- Mars Relay Station is down. Oh, all right. Perfect. Nice, man. I like that. Okay. I like that. All right. <laughs> all right. That was an extremely exciting, but it was kind of cool. Yeah, it was a lot of dice. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and, and dice there. Yeah. All right. So for mine, mm-hmm. I have my character, Oberon Kincaid. Okay. is a second story man in an o- Ocean's Eleven style heist game. Nice. He needs to splice into a cell phone tower computer relay on the top of a nearby skyscraper in downtown Atlantic City. <laughs> nice. He, um, so he's already climbed the tower. He's already broken onto the roof. Nice. But he has a time limit because okay. <laughs> he set off an alarm when he broke onto the roof. Okay. So that building's security is going to be showing up to get rid of him. Okay. Fortunately, he has a plan. Cool. All right. right. So he has an intellect of three and a computers of three. Okay. And And all he needs to do is access the system and stand by to receive a phone call and, and intercept a phone call that it was going to be relayed through the tower. Nice. Well, this relay feels like it's a government network slash corporate server level. Oh, like a yeah. hard. It'd be yep. hard, probably not military server, daunting level. I'm thinking it's hard. Yep, yep. It's a public public service, you know. So now, yeah. Here's a question. Is Oberon Kincaid, is he on probation? Is he? Uh, how, is he afraid he's gonna get <laughs> arrested oh yeah, he, or whatever? He's got a record. He's got a record. So I'm. I might. I might throw a couple of setback dice in there because he doesn't want to go back to the slammer. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. For that's for the um for the time limit, that the stress that that's putting on him. Okay. Um. But in this case, knack for it. Ooh, cool. We'll get remove up to two of those. So nice. All right, so we now have that, and uh, but you know, time time short probably should keep a keep one though. We should have one setback okay. die just for the time period. The time period, or the yeah. fact that it's raining outside. Okay, 
whatever. <laughs> um, Great. Yep. Nope. So that's pretty much it. Oh, tools for the job. He has the right tools for the job, tools so he's going to have job. a boost die. All right. Um, I don't see any reason for me to waste one of those valuable story points to upgrade. Mm-hmm. He would probably save that for his escape if he needs it. That's true, but I would like to spend a story point to make sure those security guards get there quickly. <laughs> okay. All right. So I want to roll this up. Right. And I immediately get a dynamic result. So I had a triumph. Yes. All right. Okay. However, let's uh-huh. see, that is one, two, three. Okay, so I had a triumph, which is one, two, three, four successes, two failures. So that comes out to two successes cool. and a triumph and four threat. Four threat, wow. Okay, so while he definitely, the, the call comes, because he got two successes, Mm-hmm. He, he does it. He gets in there fairly quickly, and mm-hmm. it is. And it is. I'm going to say it's going to be within the three. It it will be within the three minutes. Okay. You know he's it kind of timed well, right? Right. Um. However, comma, with those four threat. Mm-hmm. I would like to say that. Um, and I'll let you spend the triumph after this because you might have okay. a good idea. Um, I'm going to say with that fourth threat, he did not realize the security office. There was a security a group of security guards so close to the roof. You know, like so he's on this tower, right? The size skyscraper. Mm-hmm. There, were, there was another group of them somewhere else. So one of his buddies who might have done, or maybe his own recon, didn't give him that information. So building security. Building his triumph, he yeah. planned for his escape, and he base jumps off the tower. See, that's awesome. <laughs> that's yeah. So, space, so security comes out. I can see this plane out. It's, it's raining. You know, he's just just disconnecting. He just got everything he needs. Security comes out on the roof, freeze, and he's like, "Whatever, dude." <laughs> he waves by, and he's talking to the person on the phone, receiving the phone call while base jumping. <laughs> That's cool, dude. That's style. Oberon Kincaid has style. Maybe he just, maybe he just does one of those those you know he's already on the ledge of the building, and he falls backwards or just jumps back. You know, right? Waving, waving <laughs> as he goes. Now is Very Oberon? Nice. Now is Oberon? Is he like a? Is he is he British? So it, is this like a big a big um. British flag on the uh, on this on this parachute as it's going down. <laughs> yeah, I kind of pictured a kind of a Brad Pitt looking guy when I saw when I t- typed the name down. So uh, uh, he he he's Irish. He's Irish. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. All right, that's All right. cool, dude. Those, that was cool. Yeah. All right. I like. Okay. So that's so it that's for it. that. Yeah, that's probably it for the show. Time to end this thing, man. Nice short one. Let's get it over with. Okay. All right, everybody. That is our show for today. Um, I'd like to give a shout out to Mr. Mean himself, John Pollock. 
um, by this Mr. Mean Speaks um, YouTube channel he's got out there and his uh, G Plus page, um, Google Plus page. Um, he reviews a wide variety of RPGs and such out there. Um, I enjoy his stuff. Really cool. Yep. Anywhere from like 20 minutes to an hour. He just speaks on all kinds of different things. Man can talk forever. Yeah, he can. <laughs> Keep it up, man. Keep it up there, John. <laughs> yeah, I like his reviews. He does a great job. Thanks, yeah, John. He does. Yeah, he does. Thanks, man. <clears throat> all right, so also we have uh, coming up, we have in September, mm-hmm. uh, NivCon 2, Nerds International Virtual Convention, September 15th and 16th. Yep. What else? We do have Con on the Cob, November 8th through the 11th um, in Richfield, Ohio. Tony and I are going to be there dorking out with the rest of the Nerds International community, man. Oh, yeah. Come join Partying us. it up, having a couple beers, playing some games. Couple, just a couple. Just a couple. All right. Well, okay. For you, Angry Balls. Mostly Angry Balls. <laughs> yeah. Very true. <laughs> Very true. Which, by the way, for everybody out there, is Fireball with Angry Orchard Hard Cider. <laughs> now, you can also do, you can also make Strong Balls, which is Fireball with Strongbow Hard Cider. Yeah. Balls taste the same, right? And, you know, it's so cool to drink a drink that's named after one of your favorite role playing games. A spell mm-hmm. from one of your favorite role playing games. Yes, Fireball. <laughs> so you can DM your drinking? Yeah. <laughs> Very DM, nice. bitches. <laughs> so you can run into those of us from the nerds with a hyphen international G plus community out there at Con on the Cob. Also, you can talk to us on uh, Google Plus. Uh, you can you can email Chris and I at uh, finding the narrative podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can get a hold of me on Facebook, and I pass that on to Chris. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can listen to us uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. Find places such as Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, and now on Google Play. That's right. I saw the feed come up. Who who suggested? Who somebody requested that out there? Thank somebody you. on Facebook. Uh, I, I I don't have the name in front of me, but um, yeah, yeah. Thank you for putting through the request, and you got it. You asked, and we shall receive. Yes. It happens, <laughs> so, well, and I think it's all automatically going to happen now, too. So, woo <laughs> All right. So, with that being said, this is Tony saying, keep rolling them bones. And this is Chris saying, remember the rule of cool, and just have fun, everybody. Good night. Finding a Narrative podcast is not affiliated with or endorsed by any companies mentioned on this show. Any of the products mentioned on our show or appear on our website are the property and copyright of their respected owners. All items are used under fair use and educational and review purposes. All other items are the intellectual property of Finding a Narrative podcast. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved.